that you have all the resources you need to succeed within yourself. And that person guides you through questioning, through techniques, guides you to access those results, those resources. Because like Tony Robbins says, it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. So we can do everything and anything I really bind into everyone's possibilities. It's a matter of managing the mindset. It's a matter of thinking creatively and accessing those resources. Right. And when I heard that definition, I was like, what that means that I don't need to rely on anything external in order to make me feel fulfilled or successful, that everything is just an internal projection, right? And I can help people, guide them to rely on themselves. That's amazing. I mean, that's something I would love to do. Right? right? Because it's like yes. people are whole and I'm just a guide to remind them, hey, you forgot that you had all the resources, but you do. Let's find them. Right. right? Guiding them to that self-discovery. You're <laughs> not, yes, but you're not giving them solutions. So like you said, yes. it's within them. It's within them. You're just guiding them to that self-discovery. Hi, I am Aboyin Baru, a corporate girl who also has multiple passions. When I'm not at my 9 to 5, I spend time focusing on growing my small side business that I love. I created From Stack to Unstoppable podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies to help you get unstuck from limiting beliefs and find your purpose. If you're a professional, a 9 to 5er, or an aspiring entrepreneur, and are looking to get out of your comfort zone, use your God-given talents and passion, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of From Stack to Unstoppable podcast. I am so excited today because I have my very first guest in my podcast. Now, she's an amazing human being whom I met last year in 2022. We both took the same digital course and we connected very fast. And I'm very lucky to call her my new mentor. Her name is Janet Borrego. Janet is a former engineer and consultant turned into a career mindset and clarity coach. Her voluntary transition from her nine years corporate career where she worked for two global Fortune 500 companies to full-time entrepreneurship inspired her to continue coaching and mentoring individuals to find their purpose and step into who they are meant to be. Janet is the host of With Clarity and Purpose podcast. She has been featured in Business Insider and Next Advisor with Time. Janet is what I call heart-centered. In this episode, she talks about why having clarity can help you align your purpose and your career. She says that we have all the resources we need to succeed within ourselves. She also shares a tool that she uses to find clarity and how you too can use this tool even if you have just one minute in your day. She also shares an action plan on what to do when you don't hit your goals. So this episode is packed with a lot of value and I won't keep you waiting any longer. So let's jump in. Hi there, Jeanette. It's so nice having you at my show. I'm so, so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. 
I'm so excited. I appreciate you so much. And I'm just honored to be in your amazing podcast. I really am inspired by your, your mission. I'm just excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Like we were talking before we began, you inspired me to do a podcast. So I owe this to you. So this is for you. And I thank you so much. Please tell my listeners who you are and what your professional journey has been and what you do. I'm a clarity and mindset career coach. What I do is that I help mainly women find their purpose, find that thing that is their gift, that they are passionate about, that it lights them up. And I guide them to align their career to that so they can make money, they can be successful, but they can also be fulfilled. What I've found in my journey is that sometimes we have this idea that we cannot have both. We cannot have achievement and fulfillment. And that's a huge limiting belief that through my coaching and my speaking, I guide others to overcome and build more empowering ones that will help them align their purpose with their careers. That's why I'm here <laughs> with awesome. my family. That's good. Awesome. Now, do you work with women or do you work with both men and women? I work with both of them, but the clients that I've attracted are females. And if I think about my ideal client, at least for one-on-one -on -one coaching, that's naturally through the evolution of my business who I've attracted. Now, when I do speaking engagements and workshops, of course, like I welcome everyone, like males, uh, females, like everyone else. But, you know, that's the cool thing about business. You may have an idea first and then you see how everything evolves and you start embracing that evolution. So far, 100% of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients have been female. So I'm going with that. Awesome. Yes, I've seen your workshops on Facebook and Instagram, the workshops that you do. And I have seen men and women in your workshops. Yes, my husband was in one of them. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> you and I met through Amy Potterfield's course, DCA, and we both call her our mentor. During the introductions, when I read what you do as a clarity mindset coach, that really resonated with me. And I was like, I have to get in touch with Janet. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose that path, the clarity? It was not my former profession, of course. And I actually studied engineering. So I studied chemical engineering. I'm originally from Cuba. So my mom and I, I'm an only child, and she, she was by herself in this journey of life. Like I wasn't with my dad or anything like that. When we immigrated to the United States from Cuba, one of my missions and purpose in my child mind was to be able to give back to my family, was to be able to support my family. Yes. That was my biggest why, because I saw my mom and how she sacrificed every single thing she had for me to be where I was. And in my mind was like, I want to get to a place where I can actually give back to my family financially. So I really enjoyed chemistry in high school and I wanted to do something chemistry related. And when I learned about engineering and that they made a lot of money, I was like, okay, that makes total sense. Okay. Chemistry, engineering, financial stability, let's go. Money. I know, right? Money, that's it. So I follow this path based on that big why that I had for my family. I, I finished chemical engineering. I did like 
five internships in the oil and gas industry with companies like Marathon Oil and ExxonMobil. Then I started working full time with one of them. That was back in 2013. In my internships, I had a gut feeling that engineering wasn't it, even though I was great at it, even though I was earning a lot of money more than anyone from my family has ever earned. When I became a full-time employee, then it became a reality because it was like every single day I was showing up in my corporate job. As I continued showing up, I realized that there was like a huge misalignment within myself. And I started asking, what is it? I've followed the checklist of success. I finished a high regarded degree, like engineering. Hello. You know, I did amazing. I had leadership opportunities. I had internships. I had a six-figure job having like 23 years old. I mean, what else, right? I can support my family. Why am I feeling unfulfilled? (laughs) That was the biggest question. And that's why for me, clarity is so important because then started gaining clarity on what that was and it wasn't this instant download of I just asked a question and I achieved a hundred percent clarity it was a journey of experimentation I've done everything you can imagine I've done even multi-level marketing back then I think a lot of our personal development journeys so starts in MLM okay I completely respect it you know at the end of the day it wasn't for me but I learned so much because there is a big focus on personal development and I learned so much about myself too for the first time in my life I was asking the question of hey who am I what are the things that make me feel fulfilled what is fulfillment I mean all these basic questions that when I hear them I'm like you know that's pretty basic But when we are children, sometimes we are asked, who do you want to be when you grow up? But when we get into adulthood, it's like our growth just stopped because no one ever asks us that question anymore. Like, hey, who do you want to be when you continue growing up? Right. Because we already got there. We grew up. We grew up. You achieved success. That's it. There is nothing else to life. And for me, that was such a big area of uncertainty that I needed to figure it out. It's interesting because I saw the people around me and a lot of people felt similarly. But let me be honest, not many were doing something about it. I needed to surround myself with those people that believed in dream, that believed in growth, that believed in possibilities. And I ended up going to an event, a Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within. Okay. (laughs) Did you and want fire? He's coming to Dallas, I think, later this year. Um, you know, Dallas was my first event too. I went to Tony Robbins and I just loved it. I just felt so connected. And when I look back at my childhood, I was always in my childhood writing, writing poetries and connecting with emotions and the mental side of things. And I just didn't know what that was career right you know you can always find your purpose when you reflect on your childhood I truly believe that I don't know if you feel the same way yes I feel the same way too because I was gonna say whenever when I read books that ask about clarity and purpose they always say what did you want to be when you were growing up when you were a child growing up yeah it is a powerful question 
I love it. So I continue gaining clarity. Then in 2015, I was certified as a coach under John Maxwell, the John Maxwell team, which is all about leadership. And they train you in being speaker, a trainer. Their online library is full of so much information that is just amazing. I went to that event and for the first time there, I learned what a coach was. The definition that I heard about coach was someone that recognizes that you have all the resources you need to succeed within yourself. And that person guides you, questioning through techniques, guides you to access those results, those resources. Like Tony Robbins says, it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. We can do everything and anything I really bind into everyone's possibilities. It's a matter of managing the mindset. It's a matter of thinking creatively and accessing those resources. When I heard that definition, I was like, what that means that I don't need to rely on anything external in order to make me feel fulfilled or successful, that everything is just an internal projection. And I can help people, guide them to rely on themselves That's amazing. I mean, that's something I would love to do. I'm just a guide to remind them, hey, you forgot that you had all the resources, but you do. Let's find them. Guiding them to that self-discovery. You're not giving them solutions. Like you said, it's within them. You're just guiding them to that self-discovery. I mean, a coach guides you. A coach doesn't tell you what to do. It kind of teaches you or guides you on how to think, you know, which is the beauty. I'm sure you have also felt identified with that. I totally identify with that. Yeah. So I fell in love with the professions. I got certified in 2015. And since then, I knew that one day, I don't know what day that was going to be, but one day I was going to transition to be a full-time coach, speaker, and just devote my life to help others find their own light within themselves. That was back 2015. And then I started getting certified in neurolinguistic programming, which is understanding how our mind works, mainly the subconscious mind, because, I mean, 95% of who we are by the age of 35 is a memorized set of beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors. That's per Dr. Joe Dispenza. That subconscious programming plays a huge role in our achievement, our fulfillment. And to me, it's important as a coach to understand that in myself so I can also help others. By training NLP, I've got so many certifications in NLP, John Maxwell, a lot of healing arts too. Like my coaching is very holistic. I believe in spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. You too. I love that. We connect in so many levels. That's why I think we just have a strong connection between both of us. So all of these things happen. I started building my side coaching business on the side while working in, in the corporate world. Back in 2021, almost two years ago, Someone very dear to me who taught me about poetry, he taught me about meditation, he taught me about NLP, he taught me about Tony Robbins. He passed away from cancer. He was my uncle, which he was like a father figure. I know it was so hard on me. Yes, I've heard of you talk about your uncle. You're very fond of your uncle. Yes, I talk about him in almost every podcast I've been on, but anyways... 
he was that person for me and he passed away. Honestly, he had so many dreams, so many things he wanted to achieve and he had cancer and he passed away. So for me, that was such a reminder of the only life we have is like right now, the only moment is right here. What am I waiting for? Of course, transitioning into entrepreneurship is a leap of faith. It's a risk in many ways, but the fulfillment and the reward is just like unlimited in many ways too. He passed away and a few weeks after I told my company, hey, I made a decision. (laughs) And of course, they knew I was a coach. They knew I had my side coaching business and they knew I was very passionate about everything. I think it's so important to be authentic. It doesn't matter where you are, in what context of your life. And in my company, I would be talking about meditation and giving speeches about self-love and self-worth and all these things. So I also continue continue developing myself even within the realms of the corporate world. I told them and my man was like, no, we don't want to lose you. I'm grateful that I was working for a corporation which value the human person as the asset and they recognize that people have dreams. So even though they didn't want me to go, they were like, and we respect your aspirations and if you believe in your vision, we support you. Anyways, I left the corporation and that's where I started my full-time entrepreneurship journey, my friend. And it has been a journey. Yeah, I'm sure it's been a journey, but it's been a beautiful journey. I see what you post on Instagram and social and even on your website and and your podcast. And it just seems like you really are enjoying it. One can tell you are in the zone, like that's where you belong. That's really good. That's such a journey. And I love that you followed your passion and you one day just said, okay, you know what? After your uncle died, you know, life is too short. You know, life is too short. I have to follow my dream. So that's really good. Now, I want to talk about something that you're very passionate about, and it is meditation. You actually took a silent meditation in February for 10 days. You can tell I've been following you. You're so sweet. I appreciate it. (laughs) I also have embraced meditation. So can we talk a little bit about the transformation practice of meditation? I love meditation so much because is an opportunity to tune into your own input, right? To deprogram yourself from everything you have been taught, you have been programmed to believe. And for the first time, many times, starting to really question those beliefs and to tune into that inner guidance, that inner wisdom that we have within ourselves. I know a lot of people love guided meditation. I love silent meditation because... I like to tune into my own input. Even guided meditation can be someone else's input, but it's equally effective. I'm not saying the opposite. I love silent because it allows me to, instead of focus on someone else's voice, someone else's visualization and story, it allows me to focus into what's really going on within myself. I think meditation is a must to continue growing, to continue deforming ourselves and to continue building that confidence and that intuition 
recognizing that we already know what the right path is. We just question it and we overanalyze it and we convince ourselves that that's not it. Most of the time because of fear of uncertainty out of everything. The 10 days, I'm not going to lie, was really challenging. (laughs) I can imagine you didn't have a phone, right? No phone. No one called you. Unless it was an emergency, and I'm sure there wasn't. Yeah, exactly. No writing, no reading. It was pure silence. 10 hours of meditation every day for 10 days. So 100 hours every day? Yeah. We would wake up at 4.30 a.m. The women were staying in dorms, and the males were staying in another side of the property. And then at 4 a.m., you would hear the gong what's kind of a gong a mini gong or a bell you can call it a bell too and you would hear like at 4 a.m and i'm like okay it's time to wake up at 4 15 they would do it okay let's go and then at 4 30 you would start meditating in silence a lot of times we're sitting on the floor so that was a physical challenge too because you were supposed to get your back straight and mm. My friend, that's challenging for a lot of hours every day. But what you learn in meditation is also to stay in the present without reacting to what's happening, without reacting to the back pain, without reacting to your thoughts, without reacting to anything that is going on in your mind, right? Which is also a beauty of being mindful, of staying in the present because the past is long gone and the future is not here yet. Usually when we go to the past, it's for something negative. And when we go to a future, it's to get anxious many times. I think staying in the present allows you to be in an empowered state and just trust whatever may come. That's a beautiful practice. Wow. So 10 hours. What results have you seen both professionally and personally with meditation with your students or the people that you coach or even with yourself? I think sometimes we have situations that trigger us and we react to it. What I'm observing myself and in my clients and students is less reactive behavior. I'm responding to a situation, but not reacting like, You're being triggered or reacting out of proportion to the situation, but rather thinking clearly what's going on and responding from an emotional state of flatness. Not flatness in a negative sense, but flatness of I'm in peace with whatever's happening. And I think this is how I could respond. Um, Being in the present also improves relationships with yourself with others. Many times we are having dinner or talking to a friend or to our moms and we are in the phone. We are not really paying attention. We are just multitasking. But it also improves the quality of those relationships you are building. And of course, getting to know yourself. That's the biggest project of all. You don't need to worry about anything else. Just invest your time, energy, and resources on getting to know yourself. That's what meditation also helps us with. Gaining more clarity and just trusting the answers you get. That's amazing. So for those who can afford 10 days away, what would you recommend <laughs> that they do on a daily basis? It does depend on the level of experience that the person has with meditations. 
there are some clients that they are comfortable meditating five minutes every day. There are some that are comfortable meditating 10 minutes every day. And there are some that they are not experiencing meditation at all. So I recommend one minute every day. Just one minute? Yeah, one minute. Breathing, just focus over one minute. That's it. Easy, simple. Why? Because I want people to focus on consistency versus perfection. I tell my clients, if you're in the 10 minutes range and you don't have 10 minutes, at least do one minute. You have one minute every single time. Wherever you want to do it. Consistency over perfection because a lot of us tend to be perfectionists. Oh, I didn't have 30 minutes, so I didn't go to a gym. I just do 20 jumping jacks and that's it. But do something. That's why I recommend that people that are not experienced, start small, be consistent, and build up from there. I think that's highly effective if you take action. <laughs> that's good. That's good. As soon as I wake up, I do 10 minutes of meditation. And then before I go to bed, I do my meditation. I use the app Calm, and I just put that yeah. on until I go to bed. I love it. It's now become something I can't live without. I agree with what you're saying. I love it. That's a great point. I mean, many people use app. My husband uses Headspace and he loves guided. So whatever it is for you, there is no one size fits all. I think you got to experiment, see what you connect with and enjoy and just go for it and do it. I love that you meditate 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. That's genius. Yes. And actually my birthday is April 29th. So I'm entertaining going to Sedona on a retreat, on a meditation retreat. Oh my God, you should do it to hear about it. Yeah. You do goal setting workshops, right? As we enter into the second quarter of 2023 and, you know, some people's excitement about what they had planned in January that may have fizzled. So maybe they didn't achieve their quarter one goals. As someone who teaches goal setting, what would you say to my listeners to gain momentum and not to give up? Are there any strategies you can share with them to stay the course? When I teach my goal setting workshops, I always say setting goals, that's the easy part. Following through with your goals, that's the challenging part. That's where most people just fall off track. What I can say, if you have quarter one goals and you took action but didn't achieve them what I recommend but you still took action you just didn't achieve the number or anything else which is it happens often to be honest with you because the number many times is something that we don't have control of what we have control is doing our best showing up and releasing attachment to the outcome because the rest sometimes we don't have control of But if you haven't gotten the results you wanted, look back at quarter one. And I have this quote that I always use. There is no failure, only feedback. Look back at quarter one with curiosity, not with the eyes like I failed and I didn't make it. Hey, if you took action, to me, that's making it. And there are lessons to be learned on why you didn't make it. Like look back with curiosity, with the eyes of getting feedback from yourself and summarize those lessons and ideate a plan where you can incorporate those lessons as you move forward. That's for the people that took action. Now for the people that maybe half quarter one, maybe the first week of the year, who knows, they just gave up. Um, I would recommend them to start again but start small 
What I realized is that sometimes people want to go from a zero to a hundred and then they get discouraged because they are expecting themselves to be perfect. And we are not, we are human beings. So if it's a habit like meditation, for example, or going to a gym, start small. That's why I say one minute every day, that's going to build the muscle of resilience. That's going to build the muscle of consistency. The gym, hey, at least do 100 jumping jacks every day. So start small and then build up from there when you gain that confidence on you following through. That's super important. One of the reasons why people don't follow through with their goals is because they write their goals in a journal or in the computer and they leave them there. <laughs> they don't see them again. Out of sight, out of mind, make sure that that paper or that document in the computer gets printed and you literally put those goals in front of you where you see them every single day, like every time. If you enter my office, you see that I have, I call it the planning and prioritization wall. My one-year goals, I have my monthly planning and my weekly planning. Sometimes I fall off track because I'm a human being, okay? I would never say I'm perfect because that's not true at all. But the important part is that when you fall off track, you get back on. You fall off track, you get back on resilience is what matters course correcting is what matters we are here for the journey not the destination there is no destination we'll meet those goals and there is another goal that will come up but the muscle of resilience that's really the focus that we need to exercise as we continue moving forward wow yes it's who you become it's really not about the goal so much even before setting goals i mean thank you so much for reminding me that Clearly, we have similar practices here. <laughs> uh, before setting goals, I don't start with the setting goals. I start with my clients asking them to build an ideal avatar for themselves. Like, who do they want to be ideally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically? And from there, I ask them, what do you want to do being that ideal self? And from there, I ask them, in the next year, what are the things you need to accomplish in order to get closer to that North Star vision of yourself? Why I do that? Because society is all focused about having the next promotion, having the next relationship. And sometimes you get to that place of having the thing and you don't feel happy, yes. <laughs> you don't feel fulfilled. Then you realize it wasn't that thing that I was looking for. It was how I thought that thing was going to make me feel like happy, fulfilled, abundant. And that being energy is so important that we define it first. And then we make sure that those goals align to that vision. Right. It's a more strategic approach rather than tactical, like we usually do. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Just watching you talk about what you do, I can just see the path. I love watching I, no, and I can see it in you too. So I just love that. Oh my God, this podcast, I'm sure it's impacting so many people. I just love that you're out, out there creating this impact because people need more of this content. So proud. Yes. And like, as you know, I have a nine to five. I really love what I do, but I also have this passion of just helping others to become the best that they can be. And so this is yeah. why I do this. I'm really happy yeah. about this. I'm so excited. I would call ourselves a personal development junkies. Yeah. <laughs> 
why is it important for one to invest in their personal development as much as they invest in their professional development? I think personal and professional, they go hand in hand because yeah. the main goal of a professional is to get to know yourself. And like we mentioned, I got to a place where I had everything a successful person would be considered in terms of what you see externally. But inside, there has to be a balance between success and the fulfillment part of things. It doesn't matter. Money is not going to give you fulfillment. If not, we wouldn't be experiencing many people being depressed and they have all the money and all the resources and they have the visibility. We see it all the time. It's not money the key to happiness. I think the key to happiness is us investing time, resources, energy in getting to know ourselves, getting to know what makes us happy, because it may be different for all of us and it is okay. And so I think that's why personal development is so important. When I look at things, to me, personal development is the foundation, even for professional development, because how do you know what you want to develop professionally if you don't know yourself personally and how you want to show up and how authentic you want to be, in what environment, what people do you want to be surrounded by, all of these things, I think they are like very foundational to the individual. So true. Development is really the foundation of the professional development. Like you said, if you don't know who you are, then you wouldn't know what do you want to do, you know, professionally exactly. in your career. Yeah. And I think part of the journey of life is questioning who we think we are not at the woo-woo, super philosophical way, but questioning our path. What decisions are we making? And why are we making those decisions? Did we learn from someone else? Is this something that makes sense within us? And that can be scary at times because that's when we enter into the uncertainty of the world. Yeah. But only in uncertainty is where we can create John Maxwell says most people accept their lives instead of leading their lives. Most people are like, okay, this is what I got, got it, I accept it. So do you want to be that person or do you want to be someone that leads your life? It doesn't matter how uncomfortable at times might be because it will be, it's part of the process. So I think it's important. Say that again, because that's that's a tweetable moment right there. That's a tweetable quote. He's, I wish it was my quote, but it was your Maxwell. He yes. probably got it from someone else. <laughs> uh, I love what Deepak Chopra says. Uh, I was listening to Deepak Chopra in an interview, and the interviewer was like, well, Deepak, I've taught a lot of your content, okay? I hope you don't mind. Deepak was like, you know, at this stage of my life, I've realized that no one owns anything. Like, all of this content we are repeating, we have read it in books. What makes a difference is the stories, our unique approach, our unique perspective. And what your Maslow said is most people accept their lives. They don't lead their lives. They don't create their lives. They just accept what they have gotten and they continue moving forward just like that without questioning, without leading, without creating. <laughs> wow, I love that. Most people just accept their lives. They don't lead them. That's a good quote to end this podcast with because I want our listeners to just hang on to that. 
so that they can really try and find clarity on exactly what they want to do. So please tell my listeners where they can find you. They can find me, my website, ybcoaching.com. I also have Instagram, uh, Janet B. Coaching. I'm in LinkedIn under Janet Borrego. And my podcast is With Clarity and Purpose. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. I have been looking forward to this conversation. You're always so giving. I really, really appreciate you. It has been a pleasure and you're an amazing interviewer. So I'm celebrating you here and all the listeners and this community you have created. So kudos to everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. So I hope you found value in this episode like I did. I found this conversation to be very empowering and I'm absolutely going to be using all the wisdom that Jeanette shared. And I hope you do the same. And if there's one thing I want you to remember is that you have all the resources that you need to succeed within yourself. I can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take time to review and rate it. It's the fastest and easiest way to say thank you for creating this content. Until next time, keep thriving. I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now.